Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mania is running wild. I bow down to our new ass lords. It is a load of ass here on AEW Dynamite. Let's call it Ass Elite Wrestling because the ass boys, I mean the guns, are your new ass EW world tag team champions beating those nobodies the acclaimed. I know, I know, I know. It's not Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, which would have been the only thing that could have topped this excellent finish to this show that got over super hot. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell. Welcome to the Assy W Dynamite Review Podcast. If you haven't already, please press the thumbs up button. Press the subscribe button. Leave us your comments down below. Hailing the ass boys as the new tag team champions. And also a big thank you to our wonderful sponsor for this episode, Geology. Geology are awesome. We've spoken about geology a lot on these podcasts. We've been speaking for ages about their amazing skincare range and the benefits you can get from it. Uh, but now... You can get even more awesome stuff from Geology because they're expanding their range. They now have a bunch of hair care products as well. Brand new skin, hair, and body products all uh, for your delectation. Uh, if you use the link in the de- at the top of the description, use the code WRESTLE70, you get an exclusive 70% off the uh, skincare trial set, which is similar to the one we've got here. You get a lot of really good stuff in it. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Geology later on as well, uh, but make sure to click that link at the top of the description so you can get that 70% off and use WRESTLE70. Well worth it. Me and Luke have been using it for, I think, over a year now, mm. and... Gen- a genuine organic conversation that happened in the office yesterday. Mm-hmm. We both uh, battled to see who had the softer face. They, they said, do you, do you want a soft off? And I was like, <laughs> I don't like it. Don't say that ever again. Luke said that his wife said he had a really soft face this week. And I said, I was told the exact same thing. <laughs> There's only one way to settle this. And it's a Mountain Dew soft off match. <laughs> Or a geology soft off match. A geology soft off match. Where no one can actually grapple each other Mm. because there is zero friction on the body. They're too smooth. Well, you would know. You'll be the special guest referee. (laughs) (laughs) The smoothest guest referee. Right, so this episode of uh, 
of AW Dynamite. I'm sure there was a, a transition there as smooth as a baby's bottom, bottom ass, ass boys, guns, ACW tag team champions. Uh, but yes, they won the titles last night from the acclaimed mm. in is like the the assiest of timelines and people were it's a curious one because you 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 saw that we had our own reactions mm. I, I'll, I'll say mine mine was i think that's a mistake yours was oh for god's sake then you went on twitter mm-hmm. and what did twitter say oh i hate it twitter did not like this at all a lot of people being like what the f uh hate this, why are they doing this, this sucks, I feel sick, you know, a lot of stuff like that. People really, really didn't like this. I feel actually. sick. So, yeah, it's <laughs> a bit, bit of an exaggeration, I reckon, but, like, you know, people really, really didn't like mm. this. And I was maybe not as heated as a lot of those comments on Twitter, but I definitely didn't like this. And then I go on Reddit, mm. which is where I lurk, and Reddit said, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> 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 and there was a lot of uh there was a lot of trolling fun like yeah. ass boys they're genuinely good but there was also some some more some more measured feedback of mm-hmm. well this is how you book uh cowardly sort of what's the word overpushed heels mm-hmm. to win titles yeah cuz what happened in the match the mm. the, the match was fine it was all right uh there was a ref bump uh daddy ass came out hell of a ref bump it was, it was right. he but felt like he was shot out of the ring they, they showed a replay after i was like oh he barely hit him as well yeah but and he sold it like a million bucks it. yeah um <laughs> i think the ref was the best wrestler <laughs> in this match <laughs> don't you dare talk bad about anthony mm. bones's hot yeah, tag um daddy ass came out billy gun came out and it looked like uh, this was while the ref was down and he was helping uh, Bowens back to his feet. And it looked like there was a tease that he might just hold Bowens in place so his son could hit him with the tag belt. But no, he threw Bowens aside to protect him and then had stared down with his son with the belt. But then he clocked him in, cl- clocked his own dad in the head with the belt immediately mm. afterwards. Boo hiss, etc. Uh, there was a near fall. Uh, the ref was counting very slowly because he was just coming to. They, the, the acclaimed got a visual win. They hit the mic drop, and, and but the referee wasn't roused enough. Then there was uh, roll-up sequences. Bowens gets pushed off a roll-up, smashed around the head with the title, and then gets rolled up. One, two, three, and the ass boys are the tag champs. Um, and it is, it's a cowardly way for them to win. It is a way to protect cowardly heels that don't feel worthy enough to be in terms of like wrestling ability, they're not portrayed as the mm. best wrestlers in the division. They are being portrayed as lucky. They're being portrayed as cowardly. And that is how you book them. But it sucks. Because yeah. if you look at the rest of the AEW tag team division, you cannot possibly tell me that the one team you want to have the tag belts is the ass boys. Mm. Come on now. Uh so what is the AEW tag division? Refresh my memory. <sighs> FTR. They're not around at the moment. But they should be. But they're not. They're on a hiatus. Young Bucks. They're technically, in the, technically doing trios. They're stuff. in the trios. Still 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 tag. The, the, look, let's let's agree they're not in the tag division right now. Neither are FTR. Butcher and Blade. They're amazing. You can't deny that. Uh you're right. Butcher does a cool walk. <laughs> he should be the champion. 
the acclaimed. Uh huh. That's another team. Yeah, they're in there. They're great. Uh, who else do we have? Private Jurassic Party. Express again. Private yeah. Party. Uh, I think Gwen is injured. He's not around. Yeah. I can't remember. I haven't been Santana and Ortiz have broken up. That's true. There's the people of There's the Danny JAS. Ma- yeah, exactly. The, the, the creation of the trio's division has ravaged the... Uh, yeah, good point. Trio stuff with but they were but... doing Death Triangle trio stuff, you're right. Uh, the trio's division has been arguably a very bad thing for AEW's mm. tag division. And so That's if you black. if Dark you decide also. they're also trios. Yes. I'm just I'm just reading the chat. Yeah. Uh, I, I think um and I think House of Black, I would have preferred to see any number of people in this spot. To be honest, I would have preferred the acclaimed to retain. Mm. It's a it's a fascinating thing because on paper, if we just take our perceptions of the ass boys out of it, on paper, this is a culmination of a year-long storyline which has taken two middling undercard tag team acts and turned at least one of them into one of the hottest acts, not just in the tag division, but in the entire company. Mm -hmm. It was the Acclaims pairing with Billy Gunn, weirdly, that seemed to be the missing part of their their puzzle. Mm. And now there's all of the the storyline elements and feuds in there work perfectly. And actually, the Guns as a team are very decent, particularly Austin, who is a very good promo and is a very fun, goofy seller. So on paper, you're like, this is an amazing... If you never watched it play out, wow. Great year, long-term storyline. And then boom, the ass boys cheated to get the titles. But in practice, I don't think this has worked because the moment the titles changed hands, the crowd didn't boo they went silent. Mm-hmm. And not in a shocked, oh my God, Bruno Sammartino just got pinned silence. It was just, oh. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah. Which you wouldn't have got if it was Jeff Jarrett. I didn't realise you'd hopped on the Luke track. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was just Luke. Funnily enough, it was the acclaim that won me over. <laughs> when they did their diss track on Jarrett. Mm. I was like, that's so funny. And then Jarrett was really funny afterwards. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Sanjay Dutt's brilliant. That's a tag team right there. Mm-hmm. Lethal and Jarrett. That's so yeah, I the, and and yeah, the, the the sort of this is how you book a cowardly, undeserving heel team to beat the champions. Like it all it all makes sense on paper, but I think it's too early. I don't think the guns are credible mm-hmm. uh, in a in a company that sort of prides itself and has built itself around credible champions. I made the comparison to MJF in my video where MJF cheats all the time, mm. but you never doubt his in-ring ability. Mm. And that that's a great uh, tandem that works. But yeah, I just I think I think this is going <clears> to <throat> when you look back at promotions that push people too early because there's oh yeah, they've got a title belt under their belt now um this will help them in the long run like you know a card got the belt way early jay white got the belt way early um sheamus jack swagger these people all got the belts way early i actually don't think it's ever worked i've never seen when they put the belts on a team that you know would weren't there yet and then in hindsight it's been like that was a good idea uh, I think with the, you know, Akada went on to be one of the greatest wrestlers ever, but I think you could have still told that story and arguably without the year of um, feeling like someone's over pushed. Mm-hmm. Well, I say ass, you say boys, <laughs> ass, boys, ass, boys. When I say ass, you say boys, ass, boys. Gun Club 2023. <laughs>
well, you know. I think is he pro? As he bit, didn't look pro as, earlier. As a bit, he's very pro. <laughs> that that was the the pre existing bit with it was that he was all in mm. on the on the ads boys. Uh, I think he's taken it well. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. He seems that seems to pretty, be the actions of someone who's sensible. Got his emotions under control. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I personally didn't like it, and I think there's a. <clears throat> I I agree with you. I think uh, the trios division is something that has detracted from the tag division quite significantly. But I think you you don't don't do that. Like you mm. have so many great tag teams in your company that are now being taken up with a lot of other things. If you didn't book that way, you would have a much stronger tag division. You wouldn't have to have the ass boys win the tag belts. I, I mean, don't that, think you have to have the ass boys win the well, tag no, belts you anyway. You don't have to win, have them win anyway. But when, but you're right. When I was listing a lot of the tag teams, I'm like, oh wow, there aren't really mm. that many people to actually go after these belts at this point because they are all taken up with other things right now, and that's really a failure with the booking because, as you've mentioned, in AEW, normally the best wrestlers are the people that hold the belts. Not necessarily on every occasion, but a lot of them, you earn your championship run by being a great wrestler first and foremost, and it just doesn't feel like that's the case with. The ass boys. It feels like they haven't reached that point yet. And even if they have potential to reach that point down the line, they're not there yet. Mm. Giving them the belts at this point is a bad choice. And I think it's going to harm. And there's every chance that this is a very short term thing and they might drop the belts of revolution. I still think it's a bad choice. Yeah. Just don't yeah. do it. Just don't do it. I feel like that is probably the way it goes. It's either the acclaimed win the belts back in three weeks' time, in which case it's just an angle yeah. and I, I you know it's weird because i don't want people to say i'm hypocritical because i was boasting i was praising rather samoa joe and darby allen last mm. week yeah. and darby's one month title reign i think that works perfectly mm. but this feels too much like a oh that's that's heat up this feud i i'm i'm over that the other way you could go is the gun club are all victorious we're not going to give you the championship shots QFTR return. That's exactly it. Yeah. And that that I think is the most likely thing that FTR return and win the belts of revolution. And that would be the payoff to that thing is FTR getting their their win back. Um to get yeah. the belts back. Yeah, because Gun Club beat them back in I think November. Yeah. Uh and, and you've you've circumnavigated FTR and the acclaimed mm. having to go at it for the belts. But I think that's I think that again that's a bad decision. I think the money match is FTR and the acclaimed. Exactly. Yeah. You shouldn't be yeah. afraid to put on those big money matches, mm. even if it's face versus face, because that's a match that people would want to see. I I just think this is a bad choice. And I think that it might turn out fine. It, it, like I, I I can't see a scenario where people will be uh, will look back at this and go, that was a really good decision. Yeah. I think at best it's gonna be like, eh. And at worst it might be, oh, that was actually really damaging. What about if Ass Boys come out next week on Dynamite and they get Roman Reigns after beating the Undertaker levels of heat because the crowd are just like, no, we're done with you guys. And then that morphs into some actual momentum. Could happen. It could happen. It's, I don't it's see not, it happening. I don't see it happening either. It felt it felt very much like, like you said, there was stunned silence at the end of this one of just like, oh, that's the direction we're going. Mm. And then there was chance of bull S afterwards which didn't really feel like heat for the ass boys. That felt like a criticism of the booking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, that rarely translates to good heel heat mm. for the act. It's already been decided that was a bad Tony Khan decision, not a bad ass boys yeah. decision. That rarely translates, I think, into actual good heel heat. It might happen, but I don't, I don't see it personally.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps to Detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, let's see what everyone thinks in the Omega chats. Please get them into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them over five US dollars. And where are they? Here they are. Matt Hennessy says the issue with the guns is that they have heat, but not the right type. Mm. Instead of your heel, I don't like you type of heat. There is the company is over pushing you for a spot you're not ready for or have an earned type of heat. It's Baron Corbin heat. <clears throat> Hell That's why call it. Uh, Matt continues, the gun push reminds me of Corbin Push from 2019, where WWE tried to make Baron a main eventer. He was in the world title picture for three months. He got the wrong type of heat. WWE realized it and did not put the world title on him, except AEW did the opposite. Granted, this isn't the world title. <laughs> this isn't as I've seen a lot of people make comparisons to wild stuff that was like company damaging angles and bad mm. things from the past. This is not that. This is... A bad choice for the for the tag division and a bad choice for AW. This also probably shouldn't have been the main event, but that's a different conversation. Uh, Matt, again, last year we saw the TNT title lose its value when it flip-flopped between, between Guevara, Sky and Wardlow. It wasn't until Joe won it at the end of the year it got its credibility back. I think we're in for a similar situation with the tag belts. And I think arguably the TNT title is still in rehabilitation. <laughs> like it's had a, so a really good few months with Joe and Darby mm. and then Joe again and, and that it's being built back up, but it still has been damaged for quite a while. I think the TNT title, thanks to Joe M. Darby, is now back where it should be. Mm -hmm. uh, but it has flip-flopped between them. 
It has. Uh, that's like flip flopping is not always a bad thing. If the characters are over and it's really hyper competitive, you can tell a story that way. Um, and the belt hasn't flip flopped yet. The guns could go on a six month run. Uh, the problem here is is the guns sort of positioning uh, and getting this title win. Yeah. Charles Berg says, I said last week I believe there is potential in the ass boys. I, for one, am fine with this decision, only because I'm a firm believer that the only way to see how good someone can be is to throw them in deep water with no life jacket. But I see a short run. That's a great way <coughs> to see people drown. <laughs> yeah, but they could swim. They could, they could swim. Um, sorry, the Streamlabs hasn't recorded your name, this next person. First time Omega Chatter. Oh, for God's sake, it's always a first time huh. Omega Chatter. Can you please let us know your name in the live chat and we'll find it. But I was at the show last night and it was devastating when the ass boys won. Besides that, an amazing night of action and I had a prime seat to see Jericho hit Starks. He was there the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, sure he was. Uh, Jam Beard. I think the reactions to the Gun Club winning is a huge overreaction. They're a fine team to be champs. They're basically 2010's Miz of the AEW tag division. And I think a lot of people would say that's bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I see what you mean. Yes. Um, I just don't... And, and AEW have never really done this, and they're four years in, so maybe now's the time to do it. For me, uh, this isn't the way to do that thing yes you need a more like miz would get way more heat than the gun club mm -hmm. i i also just <clears> think like was anyone done with the acclaims title run like no it, it, it still felt like they were you know still riding that momentum still really really hot it just felt like a really odd time to end the title reign as well even if you wanted to do this it felt like a weird time to do it provable ratings draw yeah. their segments the numbers tick up it's <sighs> Again, I think the acclaimed are a victim of booking, not just in this isolated incident, but with the whole division in mm. that they haven't had any proper challenges built up. And the only one they did have built up, which was FTR, Tony Khan sort of, he, what's the word? He, he fluffed it. Squandered. Yeah. Liam Leonard, Memberg for 17 months. I'm not the biggest fan of the acclaimed, but this is just a garbage title change that will mean nothing in one month. Jam that jam. Happy birthday, Pete. It's not my birthday. And JS Wooten for now. Poor Tempest getting done dirty by Chopper. <laughs> I felt so dirty and horrible. Surely he knew it was him. happening. He didn't. He really? In. No, because because I, I, I said, have you seen Dynamite? And he was like, no. And I was like, don't look at anything. Come to the studio. As soon as you get in, don't go to the office. Come to the studio and we'll record a thing for the show. And he goes, okay, cool. And when he came in, he was jittery with excitement. He was like, I've been racking my brain for like an hour and a half trying to think what could happen. I can see the time code. It's a main event angle. Uh, I've been thinking like maybe Kota Ibushi's debuting. Oh, and I was no. literally and I was literally just like, oh no. Uh <laughs> let's let's press play. And then immediately the guns came out. I was like, ah, ah sorry. <laughs> Kota Ibushi could still come out. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's on the Rest of Podcast yeah. channel. Go, go, go watch it. Uh, we've got his live reactions to the guns winning the tag belts. <laughs> I felt horrible, but it was worth it for the content. Uh, nonetheless, this gets us FTR back and the cathartic whooping of that ass at Revolution. Mm. Anything that gets FTR back is worth it. It's the journey, not the destination. Yeah, but it's a bad journey. Yeah. Tempest needs better co-workers for life. Your faction, mate. Honestly. It was uh, good fun, though, wasn't it? Well, before we get into our play-by-play -play review, let's tell us about my soft face. You, you please never say the word "soft" off ever again, though. I, I, do, I don't want to hear it. It's not uh, hard. <laughs> it's a soft off. 
get soft. This stream is sponsored by Geology. Thanks, Geology. Uh, we have spoken about Geology a lot on this stream. Uh, Ollie and Luke, as you mentioned earlier, they've been using Geology products for ages now. Uh, they... Do you want to touch my face? I don't, okay. actually. It's soft. No, thanks for the offer. Uh, Geology has over 6,000 five-star reviews. So many people that absolutely love this product. They have really great skincare products. You get a personalized regimen. You take a very quick diagnostic quiz online and you get your own personalized regimen that's sent to you with your own products for you to use. They're color coded, very easy to use. The orange ones for the daytime, the blue ones for the nighttime. It's great. Uh, help with a lot of stuff like acne and oiliness and prevents wrinkles. Uh, you can have uh, combating dark or puffy under eyes, smoother hydrated skins, targeting the signs of aging, all this stuff that we've spoken about with Geology for ages. But now, really excitingly, they're now expanding into hair care products as well. Incredible. It's going to impact me specifically so much. Just <laughs> all this, all this hair. But for people who do have hair, it's very exciting. Um, because they have, uh, they've dermatologically tested uh, for the best results. Uh, Co-wash, a specially formulated cream cleanser that removes buildup and cleanses the hair without Ooh. the big lather, uh, lather harsh ingredients or stripping hair of its natural oils. Mm. You keep all the natural oils that you want to have in it. They also are expanding into body washes as yes. well, which is awesome. You can feel good. You can smell great. Uh, and with the uh, technology that they already have implemented in their skincare products, they're now taking that into body washes as well, into <gasps> deodorants, all sorts of stuff. They've got a really expanded range. And what's awesome is if you click the link at the top of the description and use our code WRESTLE70, you can get 70% off <laughs> the trial box of the skincare uh, range after you do that 30-second uh, online quiz and get your own personalized regimen sent out to you. So make sure to click that link uh, and use WRESTLE70 for 70% off your trial box. It's awesome. I never knew how precious... The skin around your eyes is so pretty. It's so thin. Oh, it's you can pitch it like it's, it's so it's, thin. Like do, if you if you're watching, just do that. It's like crepe paper. It feels it feels strange how thin it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. And like you know, my cheeks are lovely and podgy and soft, but the the eyes are just there waiting to wrinkle. Mm. That's why I need this. It's mm. the nourishing eye cream. So hopefully that will help me stave off the years. Fingers crossed. I'm actually 58. You heard it here first. On the thanks to geology. <laughs> I look you... not a day over 52. Oh, was... <laughs> Same you got there before you. Right, send in your remaining chats to wrestlestore.com forward slash support. We'll read out all of them by the end of the show while we talk the play-by-play -play review of this. Well, before we oh. do, just a quick quick thing that I wanted to mention. Mm. Uh, if you guys were watching the uh, Royal Rumble. Great. You, you know that one show. Uh, we also had the Royal Jambles at, uh, on the show. Uh, for the first time ever, Adam and Andy didn't win. <laughs> Isn't it nice? Uh, I won. <laughs> it would be so the, the the chance of that happening would be more than the grains of sand in the universe. <laughs> we worked it out. Mm. Um, I won one of the jambles. Uh, Congratulations! I get the challenge for the championship on night one mm -hmm. of WrestleJamia, and Sullivan Bo Brown won <gasps> the second jamble. It's my favorite. Which I'm right here. Ah. Oh. 
which means he gets a challenge for the championship on night two of Wrestle Jamia. But the thing is, you see, the championship, I haven't I haven't held the championship in a long time. Not since November 2021, mm. when uh, I introduced the brand new championship and yeah. immediately lost it because <laughs> Luke jammed it in and uh, stole my championship mm. from me. Uh, not sorry about that or anything. Uh, so this is this is the first chance I've had since then, really, to, to, to get the championship back. My first real proper challenge I've had. And I don't want Sullivan ruining it for me. Because the thing is, Sullivan gets the challenge on night two. Whereas I have the challenge on night one. And when I win the championship on night one, I then have to immediately defend it again mm. on night two. And for me, that's not fair. Because right now, that means I only have a 33 and a third chance of winning. Right? Whereas Sullivan has a 50% chance of winning. Yeah? Because it's me, Luke, and Sullivan all involved in this. Mm. Whereas Sullivan on night two has a 50% chance of winning. So if I can take Sullivan out of the equation, that means I've got an 83 and a third chance of winning at WrestleMania. But the thing is, Luke knows that he can't beat me. Which means he's not even going to try. So if I take if I take Luke's chance, Luke's fifty percent chance of winning, his chances drastic go down, and I take that fifty percent chance, and I add that to my eighty three and a third chance. That means I got one hundred and thirty three third and a chance winning at WrestleMania, which means my point is, I want Sullivan's jamble opportunity for WrestleJamia. So Sullivan Bo Brown at Elimination Chamber, I'm challenging you, me versus you. Because I want your Royal Jamble opportunity for WrestleJamia. If I beat you in predictions at Elimination Chamber, I challenge Luke on both nights of WrestleJamia. Oh. Does he challenge you if you win the first night? I what don't happens? know. <laughs> it might be a cumulative score over two nights. I don't know. We'll for, figure that out. But for, I want ooh. both shots. All right? Not having any of this. It's unfair if I have to defend my brand newly won championship on night two. Not having it. I suppose we'll see if Sullivan's a dumb baby face and he puts his shot on the line. Yep. For all the jam balls. Yeah. He's got to prove himself. Mm -hmm. He got doubled the... Well, it was Sullivan and Sock Puppet Sullivan. No, Those are people. two completely different entities. It was championship fight night last night mm. on Dynamite. That was the name of the special episode. How many championships are on the line? Uh, so the tag titles, mm -hmm. the trios titles, mm -hmm. um, and then all the other matches were championship eliminators or variants thereof. Uh, you could make an argument. It's championship fight night. <laughs> you could make the argument. It's not a great argument, but you could make it. Yeah. He needed a graphic. Yeah. He needed a graphic to put on social media on Wednesday. You know, I said yesterday when uh, we were talking in the office, I was like, oh, is, is Dynamite tomorrow a special? They haven't done a special in a while. Championship fight night feels like a special. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, it kicked off, though, with MJF versus Dikeshta, which was an aw just an awesome match. So much fun. Yeah. Oh, I... Takeshita is very quickly becoming one of my favorite people to watch. Uh -huh. In that every time he comes out, I'm like, well, I know I'm in for a great match. Every single time. And if you get that reliability of having amazing matches back to back to back to back mm -hmm. to back, all oh, this, this man's great. You know who else is great? MJF! Yeah. Every time. Forget how flipping amazing he is at wrestling. Uh, yeah, you come in like, oh, Takeshita. I'm there as well. I love Takeshita. Mm. But... This was just me enjoying MJF this match <laughs> because he wrestles so sporadically. Mm. You, it's like every time you forget and you you 
think, oh, you're just a promo guy. Because so many promo guys cannot be that level of incredible in the ring. Mm. But he is. And <laughs> just to effortlessly bust out a top rope backflip reversal off a top rope lariat from Takeshita. And then just walk, like, just walk and turn around like it was nothing. Barely bent his knees on landing. I've Wild. watched that back yeah. so many times, and I can't, I can't tell when it starts. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 I know what you mean. It's just so seamless, and yeah. that is such a babyface spot, but I don't want to cheer him. I, he's incredible. He hit something else, which was a... Uh, not a hammerlock DDT, but he sort of... It was a hammerlock. Yeah, oh, so he got him like it, that. Yeah, so he had the, the, it was like an elevated one, so the legs, yeah, were, yeah, legs yeah. were off the ground and yes. then did a hammerlock DDT from there. Oh, like just that as well. I don't, I don't think I've seen him do that before. It feels like when he's away from the ring, he is constantly thinking and working, well, my next match in a month or two months, what new cool thing can I do? What second rope tombstone pile driver can I get a near fall off of? Yeah. I, I, I think he's... Like he says he's a generational talent, and you can't disagree. He kind of is, though, <laughs> isn't he? Uh, I really like the psychology in this match as well. With mm. uh, Takeshita Sunning, I thought was really good. He seemed to like tweak his arm and constantly was uh, after like every move was like kind of yeah. squeezing the arm and trying to get some life back into it. And that's what cost him in the end was MGF like targeting his arm for basically the whole match and then doing the salt of the earth armbar and everything. It was great, and he he, he won clean. Right. mirrors Danielson's own plight mm. of having his arm worked over. Yeah. So there's, as always with Max's stuff, there's so many neat mirror images of, of things else going on. What do you think about Takeshita tapping? Fine. Yeah, I, do, I don't yeah. mind it. I thought he looked good all. enough. Yeah. MJF's the champion. The focus should be on Max. Yeah. Uh, Meltzer was a bit critical of mm. that, just saying, well, of all the ways, did he have to tap out? I I really don't like the perception that tapping out is like a weak. Mm -hmm. It makes you look weak if you tap out. I really hate that. And we've got to a point where, oh, well, if the babyface doesn't pass out, then they're not brave. I I hate that we've got to that point because tapping out is something that happens all the time <laughs> in actual like uh, combat sports. It's just a normal way to to give up. The other person has, they, they bested you yeah. Yeah, yeah. in the same way that they bested you in a pinfall. It's just, it's, it, the one is not greater than the other. It's just a way to win. I'm totally fine with someone tapping out, especially like this. Like he had very good reason. His arm was being worked over. Armbar mm -hmm. transitioned into a, a, a more severe version of the armbar afterwards as well. Like, yeah, makes total sense. I agree. I don't mind submissions being. I don't think it devalues people. I suppose not if you're, if you are trying to build up to Kestra as this strong style, never quits uh, wrestler. I, I really, I just don't see tapping out as quitting mm. even though it is quitting like you're tapping out to say i can't take this anymore therefore i quit it to me it, it doesn't the the two things are not connected with oh this person's a quitter because they tapped for me that that's just like a, a line that doesn't that doesn't mm. connect to me um but crucially uh the hard cam positioning is still elevated cool am i the only one that notices this apparently yeah <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. The hard cam has gone from here to here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It makes the shot look totally different. I'm sure it does. Uh, Danielson came out afterwards because MJF continued to work over to Keshta. The referee very Dumping. clearly 
handed over a blade, yeah. um, which Takeshita used, so he bladed, and Danielson scared off Max. Mm. Good. I, I like Danielson Takeshita's relationship. Yeah, mm. it's really nice. And that is the only time we'll see blood on this show. Uh, Bunny took on Jamie Hayter in a championship eliminator match. Uh, most of it, did they go to a break? I can't tell on the fight feed. It felt like Excalibur so. was throwing to a break at one point, but I yeah. don't know if they actually went to it. Mm. So a pretty short match. Um, Hater hit uh, an exploder suplex, then another one. Mm. And on the second one, it's like her, either her shoulder or her back of her head landed on Bunny's face. Mm. And that made it look like they wrap things up pretty fast afterwards. Yeah, it looked like a rough landing for mm. her um, in some way. But then she just got her up, hit the hater and just won immediately afterwards. Um, still um, <coughs> decisive, good victory for Jamie Hayter, which is good. Then it cuts back to Soraya and Tony Storm. They're talking to Renee and they're being very one-dimensional bully heels. They call in Lever Bates, and Lever Bates has been the opposite of a one-dimensional bully heel. She's a one-dimensional blue-eyed baby face. Mm. And she's like, going, oh, my God. And then they beat her up, and they spray paint L for loser on her body. L for Lever Bates. Why didn't Renee sort of go, hang on, girls, this, this is a bit mean? Yeah. Hey, Soraya, you're my pal. What you doing, friend? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. One of Renee's strengths is that she is an interviewer who has a consistent character mm. and will call people out on things. Or if if not call people out, give Hangman Page stink eye. Mm. So when she didn't really react to this, or maybe she did, well, I, I did watch her quite intently to see how she was reacting. I couldn't really tell anything. I feel like she'd be really morally conflicted here. She was super on Soraya's side when she came in. Everybody be one-dimensional in this segment. Oh, I don't like... The other thing is I don't like it. Yeah. Not a huge fan, but... <coughs> oh, well. Can't say that, though. Women's division. Can't say what? That you don't like it. I, I don't. I really, <laughs> I really like Jamie Hayter. What is far better is Max talking about a blowjob he once got and then gaslighted the girl into thinking she crashed a car and avoiding the prosecution. So MJF's backstage and the, I, I, who's, um, is it Lexi? Yeah, I think uh, it was yes. Lexi, the backstage yes, interviewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she just sort of catches up with him. MJF's huffing and puffing after the match and he tells this incredible story in one succinct promo breath and I'll, I won't do it justice. I really encourage everyone to go watch it in promo form clipped out on AEW's YouTube channel. But the crux of it is, he's a teenager. He's a jock. He has a lot of points on his license. And he's one bad thing away from it getting revoked. And then you sort of forget about that detail. Because he starts talking about this girl he had a crush on at school. And he finally asks her out. And they go for a, a fast 90 mile an hour drive. And she distracts him. And when he said distracts him, he uses sort of mime for fellatio. And he says it was raining, though, and they hit a telephone pole. And it totals the car and he comes to and he can hear and see police sirens wailing in the background. And he looks over at his date and she is, you know, puts his finger under her nose. And she, yeah, she's still breathing, but she's knocked out. She's got blood on her head. She must have hit the windscreen. And he, in that moment, realized the sort of man he is. And you're thinking there as a viewer, what did you do? Did you, 
did you save her? And he goes, I switched seats with her so the police wouldn't think I was driving and my license would get revoked. That's the sort of man I am, Danielson. It doesn't matter how you win. It just matters that you do win. Incredible. It's The thing is, the content of the promo was great, obviously. It's an MJF promo. It's the delivery that he, he has, the fire that he has inside of him every single time. When he does a promo like this, which, <clears throat> you know, rides the line, some might say, uh... He manages to just make it work every single time and make it 100% consistent with his own character while still being drastically different from what we were seeing with, like, the whole, uh, like, Moxie feud and mm. the whole Regal stuff. Completely different version of MJF. Yeah, it still makes perfect sense mm. every time. Uh, his ability to talk is next to none. It It's genuinely incredible. Yeah. As, as people who have to talk for a living, this man is... A hundred million times better than any of us. It, incredible to watch this man talk every mm. time. He's so good. And just three weeks ago, he was playing a cowardly mm. villain. Uh, a lot of comedy stuff. He was roasting Freddie Prince Jr. in the front row of the LA crowd. Yeah. And here he is. It feels like, I, I agree, a totally different level of Max. Mm. But still 100% coherent with the the sort of veneer mm. of I'm a douchebag roasting people, Max, we yeah. had uh, just under a month ago. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. I love, I love this. You know, we've had Braun Strowman admit to murdering his childhood friend when he pushed over a treehouse mm. in a promo. You know, yeah. stuff like that. I'm like, ah, that's goofy, that's fun, uh, whatever. But this one, like, it felt like Eddie Kingston doing a promo. You know when Eddie, I think Eddie Kingston cut a promo where he like admitted to murder. Yeah, that sounds, <laughs> you know, like, sounds oh. like something Eddie would do. <laughs> um, yeah. But this, yeah, it's just this, this lore of Max where a lot of what happened to him in college and school, which wasn't that long ago for him because he's only 25, 26, has really, really still begrudges him. And there's this huge chip on his shoulder. All the stuff about uh, the anti-Semitic abuse he got when he was joining the football team, mm -hmm. played into the punk feud. Uh, just, yeah, I can't, I, I can't say enough good things about Max. Mm. And it was part of me when he was telling the story initially. I was like, oh, this is probably another true story. And then I got to the end, I was like, ah, that's probably not true. <laughs> I think that's probably a fake one, you know? Are you saying he's a, actually a sweetie in real life? <laughs> and it's just a character. Uh, after that, unfortunately, I really didn't like this. We got the Garcia Guevara gauntlet, where Ricky Starks had to... Beat Angelo Parker, which he did easily. Beat Daddy Ma Magic, which he did easily. Garcia and Guevara come out. You don't know who he's going to face, uh, but he faces Garcia. And the idea is he has to beat Garcia, then Guevara. Then he'd get a shot at Jericho. I was like, when? Next week at the pay-per-view? Like, no, no, right now. I was like, well, there's like three other matches. It's not happening. Mm -hmm. um, and I did, yeah, Garcia and... Starks had a bit of a match, quite good. I thought, well, you don't want to beat Garcia, so mm -hmm. it's probably going to end in a schmoz. It did. Jericho was a ringside and a lucha mask, his favourite thing to do, and he Judas affected Starks, and that cost sort him the win. Sort of. Yeah. It was more just a regular forearm, but <laughs> yeah, sure. And then they were like, well, I really didn't like the commentary in this one either, mm -hmm. just being like, well, it seemed to be hitting with some sort of Judas effect. <laughs> 
don't know who that could be in the crowd. It's like, <laughs> come on, guys. It was WWE levels of uh, sort of patronizing the, mm. the audience. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. And also we've seen China. we've seen him do we've seen Starks beat Jericho clean move, already. Move on. Move on. I don't like that Jer all, all of Jericho's feuds, with the exception of maybe Action Andretti, mm. last for like seven years. I know. Every time. And they always start off really well when you go, ah, another Jericho feud. Amazing. And then you go, ah, we're still here, are we? <laughs> oh, uh, oh, no, we're still going. Are you don't No. Oh, still going. Okay. All right. Maybe that's why the ROH title run was so good, mm. because it was a different person every week. Mm. And he just got to put on banger after banger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Daddy Ass had a bit backstage where he said, I'm just going to stand back for the main event. Mm -hmm. and, but it was saying the seeds of, oh, we might turn on them. Yes. Uh, Roosh then came out to take on Brian Danielson. Renee Paquette was interviewing Danielson in the trainer's room with Takeshita. And you hear this door lock thing and then some, ha ha ha, giggles in spa evil Spanish. <laughs> from behind the door and Danielson had been locked in MJF comes out he's like Aubrey start the count because Daniel if Danielson won this match he would get to face Max at the pay-per-view 100% mm -hmm. nice idea yes I, unfortunately I don't think it it worked it was close to working I think when they they first slammed the door and Danielson was like uh-oh it and felt then, really real yeah yeah and then MJF coming out and being like uh start that count and I was like, okay, interesting mm. idea. Camera cuts to backstage and Danielson immediately breaks the door down. I was like, oh, there's no, there's no tension anymore. Mm. He's already out. Because it all happened really, really quickly with Danielson breaking down the door and there was supposed to be, uh, Preston Vance was supposed to be there and Takeshita just kind of took him out immediately and Danielson sprinted off as if he like was never even attempted to be stopped by Preston yeah, Vance. Yeah, yeah. It all just kind of happened and barrel rolled through all the beats of the story very quickly so none of it really had any time to breathe and it didn't quite work it's a nice idea didn't quite work in execution because he he got in the ring at the six count mm. so he and had was counting slow yeah yeah as well so he had three more numbers mm. where all those spots you just mentioned should have really been racketing up the tension um but we didn't get those last three counts mm. and those were the most important ones for the tension Thankfully, though, they had an absolutely incredible match. Oh, I've always loved Roosh. I think he, he just... <laughs> I realised when I was watching him here, I was like, oh, you don't sell. Mm. You don't actually sell. Well, it was a bit when he was in the corner and Danielson was chopping him and he wasn't moving. He was only moving to the extent where the force of Danielson's arm were moving, no facial expressions, and he was like, okay, my turn. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he sells his own offence. It's probably, you know, you hear the stories of how him and his brothers would act in Mexico yeah. and how they, this is part of the course for them because they want to look really tough all the time. But I think it's enormously effective. It, it works when it's like this, though. When mm. it's like the New Japan no-sell, I think it really works. When you, you, you have a match like this that ends up with Danielson getting the win anyway, this helps put Roosh over mm. defeat. It works. If Roosh is just winning all the time and still doing yeah. this, it's like, eh, less good. But this works. Because Danielson did do that thing where he just is otherworldly at putting over his opponent. I think Roosh comes out of this looking the best he has. Mm. Took two knees to put him away. Uh, Danielson really didn't get much of the match. I'd say 70% to Roosh. 
Danielson did a blade job. Did Loads he, of blood. Didn't he just? Yeah. Oh my god, there was so much blood in this one. The last time we see blood. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so much blood caked all over him in this one. Uh MJF was on commentary as well. I yep. thought he added a really good element mm. to this as well of him just constantly I, I really liked when they cut to him. His facial expressions and buying into the match, yeah. his level of investment, uh really added an extra element to this as well. And yeah, they're both really good wrestlers. And Danielson is just the best wrestler in the world. Mm. He just is. Like I you look at Danielson's run this year alone, 2023, mm-hmm. the caliber of matches that Danielson has had is otherworldly. He's on the, the best run he's had in AEW right now. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. This man is so good. And yeah, two needs to put away Roosh. Awesome match. So much fun. There was that strong style headbutt exchange as well, oh, which was great. So good. But yeah, that win means Danielson will take on MJF at Revolution in a 60-minute mm. Iron Man match. Uh, MJF came down she afterwards. Was be seven hours long. Oh, God. Uh, MJF came down afterwards, knocked out Danielson with a diamond ring, and it was pretty brutal. Knocked mm. out some security guards too. Commentary did a good job of saying, "Well, they're going to find him, find him a week's wages for that, but mm. it won't won't really matter to yeah, him. He's so rich anyway." Good. Very, very good. Mm. In fact, you know, all the Danielson MJF stuff on this show, as it has been for weeks, is great. Brilliant. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Impractical Jokers backstage. Mm. They're doing something with Jericho yeah. tomorrow, they today. St- they stole his bat. Uh, and we got Top Flight and AR Fox versus the Elite in the Trios Championship match. Crikey. Yes. This is a bunch of fun, wasn't it? Mm. Oh, these teams are great. <laughs> They they put a real spotlight on AR Fox in this match. Yeah, he and I was appreciated really good. it. Yeah. yeah, he did some really good dives. I love the way that everyone's dives are different. <laughs> like you have the Darby Allen, which is just pure speed, like through the bottom row, just I, I'll kill you. AR Fox just floats mm. as he goes over the top. It's just just like doesn't move. Flying you know, Fox. a lot of people do like poses in the air and things like that. He's just like ah, <laughs> just him just moving through the air. It's awesome. I love it. Uh, a really nice win for the elite, putting over Top Flight and AR Fox really strongly mm-hmm. in this as well. Like, uh, I think you mentioned in your editor review, like Omega couldn't hit the one winged angel, had to be a counter and just like a, a roll up win, like a crucifix pin to win. Mm. Really, really good and a really perfectly paced and well timed match. It built and built and built and built and built right to the finish. Like, it was hitting real big climax at the finish, which is the perfect time you want it to. Thumbs up around. This was so much fun. Yeah, I loved it. Um, and just to to zoom out a bit and give a sort of meta analysis, I do think what's happened with AEW, and you know, bear with me because I was right on the New Japan stuff eventually. <laughs> <laughs> is that they have? It's like the brand split, right? Mm-hmm. You know, WWE went from having one of the greatest rosters in 2016 to, oh, actually, when you put them in two different shows, uh, no, it's a bit bit spread out thin mm. and what AEW have done is they've they've split the tag division into two and you also need extra people for the trio side of things uh and i think it's going to be a lot of work to establish the trios division and also to rebuild the tag division mm-hmm. so we're gonna hopefully get matches like this every week uh, and I think soon in the next couple of weeks, particularly going into the pay-per-view, we do need a storyline 
because the House of yeah Black. the the best of seven series was great. It was awesome, uh, and it did have storyline bits running through it. But I wouldn't I wouldn't really call that a storyline. I'd call that a series of matches. Mm-hmm. I think they need an actual storyline now, an actual an actual feud mm. um, to really give the trios division a proper next level because the the trios division has been a bit cursed particularly from its start um at all out mm-hmm. so yes uh, but this uh, what they're doing right now is fantastic like you can't ask for better matches on tv mm-hmm. uh and it cuts backstage to stokely hathaway he's cutting a promo on hook hook's right behind him and he gets him in a armbar cool yeah and then we got the main event. Overall, I gave I gave this a pretty low score for AEW. I gave it seventy four percent because I really like the main event stuff. Mm. I really like the trios match, but I'm not into the Starks JAS feud. I think the women's division is naff, and I thought the Guns title win is a mistake. Yeah, it was, and I I really think that the in ring quality was really good on this show. I've seen some people say, I think, was it Meltzer that said, like, this is one of the best yeah. in-ring dynamites they've ever done. I wouldn't go that far, personally. I think they've had better in-ring dynamites. It was great. Really good quality of wrestling. But there were still missteps. There was stuff like the the Garcia Guevara gauntlet, mm. which I wasn't a huge fan of. Uh, and some great matches peppered in there. But really, how you leave them is a really big deal. That going on as the main yeah. event and having a decision that I think is a bad one uh, to end the show with that crowd l- feeling deflated at the end of it. It's not how you want to leave them. It really drags down the show as a whole. Uh, well, let us know your thoughts down below and send them into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Uh, last call for those Omega chats. While we honour our wonderful pledge hammers. $25 a month or more is the music playing. I have no idea if it's working or not. The cleaner, Kenny Shaw. I don't have the names. The ready. British Bulldog, Philip Boy J. Smith Jr. I don't, I don't know what Crikey. happened. Crikey. WrestleTalk's personal ring announcer, Rodrigo Benitez. Ronald Coleman, baby. He can last Sean Fur longer than you in the ring. Starbucks, Stephen Costa. Shield Maiden, the Zornice. Will, the MS Warrior, Stuart. The Baker, Adam Cakebread. The Machine Gun, Alex Anderson. The Shruck Master, Austin Shruck. And Shawn Michaels' biggest fan, Brett Guy. Nice. Thank you so much. Pledge Hammers, you can get your own shout out at patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Uh, later today, we're recording WrestleTalk after dark for February 2023. It's going to be me, Tempest. Adam Blompier and Rosie. Oh. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you're a $10 or above pledge jam, you'll get that episode next week. Get in your questions now, because then we'll be doing those questions on After Dark later today. And also on Patreon, you get the full unedited cut of Survival Series, which yeah. went up last Friday. So that's a lot of fun. And a bunch of other stuff, too. Yeah. Right, so uh, remaining Omega Chat. And again, sorry, your Streamlabs hasn't recorded your name, uh, but thank you very much. 
The money match is FTR reclaimed for the belts, but as a shock return and win, FTR beating Gun Club would be better. This feels like a month-long reign to set up FTR as the hero team returning to get revenge over the guns and win the belts. That's what it feels like to me as well. I still don't like it. Mm. Mark Mayhew, the guns are your new AEW champions. No more slandering their good name on this channel anymore. The kings of tag team wrestling have finally earned their crowns. Long may they reign. Time to defend against great teams like Jarrett Lethal or Mox and his dad. Great. <coughs> I'm seeing a lot of buzz around the the enhancement act from last week. Uh, it's like, I can't remember their names. It's like Steve Turbo and something else. Sure. But they've got a, a bit of an 80s club look. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're cool. It's fun. Uh, the Zornice. Do it. Does anyone remember how everybody was mad when Jade started her run? So much for no one ever got over when they got their title early. Uh, oh, yeah, they were because it was the tournament. Mm. And I liked it. I liked it as well. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of assumed that from the very start as well. I love the acclaimed. Everybody loves the acclaimed. But this was fresh, and I'm curious about what happens next. Love you. Love you too. I'm just Marcus. AEW fans, the tag division is starting to falter a little. There are no challenges or interesting storylines. Can we fix that? Tony. Got it. The ass boys beat the acclaimed. AEW fans. No, Tony, not like that. Poor Tempest. He was kidding, but called it. Yeah, he mm. sure did. Ass boys 2023. A uh, hot tag to you. Uh, oh, there's another one from the same. Oh. From I'm just Marcus as well, if you wanted to do that one. That hasn't come through. Give me a sec. Uh, also from I'm just Marcus. Much like Tempest, this has broken me too. Ass Boys 2023 coming for all that gold. Austin will beat Joe for both his belts and Colton will beat MJF and they'll <laughs> go on to feud with the most overact for all the belts. The Firm. Amazing. Can't wait. Also, I will say, I didn't like the, the title win and we've already spoken about our full thoughts on it. I do also kind of love it because it made Tempest so mad. <laughs> like there, there's a part of me that just really enjoyed the chaos aspect of this. He's your brother. Matt Hennessy said, uh, honestly, within the last year, oh, did we do these ones? No, we didn't. No. Um, uh, Matt Hennessy said, honestly, within the last year, TK's lost a lot of credibility with me as a booker. While Triple H and WWE have regained a lot of that goodwill and I'm willing to let things play out over there. Outside of the MJF Brian match and development, uh, outside of the MJF Brian match and development and the Elite match, the, might as well do all of yeah. their chats. Uh, the women's feud is very lazy and uninspired. IMO JS have the wrong kind of heat, and I think Starks is uh, is less over now than he was two months ago. Why does Ricky want to fight Y2J when he already has beaten him clean? Honestly, if you put a gun to my head and ask which company has the better, hotter product between WWE and AEW, I'm going to say WWE right now. I want both companies to do well, but to be honest, I kind of feel Tony needs to get his act together as a booker. I love both WWE and AEW. Any criticism I give to either comes from a loving place and wanting to see both succeed. 2022 was a rough year for AEW, and I want them to get back to the height they had in 2020 and 2021 when the company was on fire and felt like must-watch TV. Hmm. WWE are undeniably hotter right now. They have um, the bloodline. <laughs> yeah. But, and Cody. And Cody. Which I guess isn't it? Yeah. It also links. Which it all goes back to the bloodline. And also Imperium, who are great. Uh, but AEW for me, like the in ring wrestling, is, is far more enjoyable to watch. So I probably, you know, if I was not doing this, I would watch AEW over WWE. But um, if I had to make a choice, that is. Mm. I think, yeah, Tony Khan. 2022 didn't expose him 
mm. I don't think, because he, he, I think he genuinely was a very good booker for those first two, three years. Mm. But I feel like certain tendencies of his, which is waiting too long and also muddling things in certain regards, really came to the fore last year mm. and is still to an extent there a bit. Plus, a lot of bookers only really have three years of of shelf life. Mm. Um, so maybe he's just run, up, run out of steam a bit. Yeah. But he's still possible. putting on good, there's still good bits to yeah, enjoy. It, and the thing is, <clears throat> when you have the caliber of talent that AEW has on the roster, you can just say, I'm going to book this match. Mm. Go have a good match. And they go, all right. There you go. Easy bookings, that. I think he's a great matchmaker. Yes, he is. Like, I'm going to put this guy against this guy. Mm -hmm. um, but I think he, he could probably do with some fresh heads mm -hmm. on the storyline side. I agree, yeah. Uh, William Rosmer said, Rampage was taped right after this Dynamite. I wonder how mm. crowd enthusiasm is going to be on that show considering the end of Dynamite. I've seen that happen at an AEW show before. It's a really interesting point, William. Mm. Yeah. Uh, your local meat, uh, your local meathead, your, lo <laughs> your local metalhead uh, says, I enjoyed the show until the main event. The acclaimed for why I kept watching AEW after Brawl Out, and now the effing ass boys are champions. Why, Tony? Why? Hmm. Couch Potato Lucha Libre said, uh, was in the crowd last night for Dynamite, and holy cow print boots, that was an amazing <laughs> and exhausting experience. Hopefully it brings AE, uh, hopefully it brings AEW back to El Paso soon. Uh, Mark said, uh, idea, Danielson, after losing to MJF, teams with Takeshita in a program against Claudio and Utah for the Blackpool Combat Club story. Oh, yeah. They're a thing. Who are they? Uh, two teams of mentors and their pupils. After Afterwards, down the line, Danielson uh, heel turns and Takeshita must take out his idol for his big time win. I, I That's a great idea. I'd love it even more if the Blackpool Combat Club were actually a thing. They're on Rampage. So, you know, Harrison Earl said, up until the final twist, I was so worried during that MGF promo. Just kept saying to myself, oh, <laughs> bold move to go full full Katie Vick here, but I'm not sure Max needs that much heat. <laughs> so I was actually relieved when he said he switched seats with her. Oh, my uh, God. Apparently that was trending. Katie Vick was trending. Was it? Part of that, what? Like, promo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never got a Katie Vick vibe from it. The police were on their way. <laughs> He's not going to turn over. and You know what? In this situation, I could... I, could. I know what kind of man I am. <laughs> Ooh, crikey. Uh, uh, Charles Berg said, uh, you'd, still, you'd still be watching them in the water, so you pull them out if they sink. Nobody drowns uh, in my metaphor. Hmm. Also, Ollie mentioned something I noticed too, about how Max will just lie about anything. His football bodies were the villains when it benefits mm. Max. Yes, yeah, yeah, because yeah, he he chose to yeah. stay with those people. Yeah, but again, I don't think that's a lie. I just think you know, Max maybe started off school as as a wide eyed, optimistic, hopeful lad, yeah. and then the people who were supposed to be his friends bullied him for his religion, mm -hmm. and then he probably still wanted to impress them and ingratiate himself with them. And that created a very bitter persona we get now. But in that first one, did he talk about knocking them out with anything? No, no, they threw coins at him. Yeah. And that's how that story ended. Mm. I think it's consistent. I'd need to go back and listen mm. to the other um, promo again. 
Shohoto, back to you. Sure. These are from the Raw stream. Uh, Chris James Lilly. I like to say Alexa's contract ends at this time next year, and she's often expressed interest in Hollywood and starting a family with her husband. That's why I feel she could step away this year, and the unnecessary IWC hate don't help either. Hopefully jam that jam. Uh, Weege 2 says, Weege here. It's Dusty's greatest creation versus his son. That chef's kiss right there. Can't wait for Roman's promos talking about everything Dusty taught him. Last thing, love the channel. Also looking for a VPN. Any you guys know of? Surfshark. I don't, I've never heard of it personally. <clears throat> Use code PUSHTUCKER. Um, BM Whitehouse 76. In a video from 2018, Brian Zane did research on ratings when JBL was champion and proved that ratings actually increased when he beat Eddie and dropped off after he lost to Cena. So, in a way, he does have proof that he was must-watch television. Hate that. <laughs> Honestly, when me and Luke go back and re-watch old pay-per-views, mm. the thing we are always surprised about is how much fun we have watching Bradshaw. Do you remember when we did the one episode of WrestleTalk Extra with me and you, and it was One Night Stand 2006, and then you were right, we lost the recording of this bit, of you ranting and raving about how great JBL's promo was, and being like, oh my god, it was so much fun, and I was like, yeah, but what was the point? <laughs> like, there's no pay after this, and you were like, oh yeah, good point. <laughs> He's just such a good promo. Uh, Marcel Arts, David Richards, Masha Slamovich, Ares, Commander, Miguel Trey, uh, Metahan, Famiora Abe, Francesco Akira, Maggot, Matthew, Dan, Bradshaw, myself. Just a few of the names that will be on WXW 16 Carat. When will you finally give in and join the party? Much love. I can't bother to travel. <laughs> One year. One year. One I'll year. do it sometime. Mayor of Painesville, Dan. Hello, team. This is Mayor of Painesville, Dan. I hope you're doing well. It is February. We are on the road to WXW 16 Carat. So here is the question. When are you guys coming? Hashtag five time is the charm. I don't know. At some point, I'll do it. We're quite busy. Um, yeah, that's the thing. We have to take time off to go watch this, and I can't do that really oh, sorry uh york master 53 sorry for being out of topic i was poor on tuesday now i'm rich you get five dollars if Rhea wins does she split from judgment day i don't think so no i wouldn't want her to no not unless there's a, a good story for it i love the ass boys winning you can't buy that hype of reaction what reaction <laughs> yeah uh it serviced the story i do worry for the follow-through though yeah uh, unidentified Streamlad's name, apologies. I agree with you, Pete. I don't think submission should be looked at as coward-like. The first time I noticed this being a trend was when Triple H literally got his arm broken in the crowd chanting, you tapped out. By the way, my username is Yaboy Baby, in case you know. Thank you, Yaboy Baby. Good, good call, because your username was unidentified. Thanks. Um, yeah, yeah. You tapped out. Yes, he got his arm broken. It's fine. He's allowed to mm. do that. Fun thing to chant to a heel, though. To a heel? Yes. Not to a baby face. Very stupid. But it could easily turn on a baby face yeah, if the crowd yeah. aren't fully into the baby face. Like Liv Morgan. Uh, another unidentified Streamlabs name. So sorry. Uh, hi, lads. Not related to AEW, but I wanted to ask, if you don't mind sharing, what camera do you use to stream? And do you stream off Streamlabs for this live stream? My friend and I are setting up a podcast... And we're looking for a few tips. Love you. 
<laughs> question mark? Uh, and just adding on from my Streamlabs camera question, do you think I could pick either of your brains a little by email? I know you're all super, super busy, but I have so much respect for all and the quality of your podcast. Thanks so much anyway, hard emoji. Yeah, definitely. Uh, email support at wrestletalk.com and we'll do our best to answer. This is a Black Magic Studio 4K? Yes. Yeah. And we use Streamlabs. Streamlabs. Streamlabs OBS. The uh, actual streaming. Yes. And last check the poll. Ah, oh, there's I'm a being told. See, when Tempest <clears throat> came in, he moved the screen, so now I can't see the screen. So I'm gonna have to get up. Uh just read out this last one from a Memberg, 16 months for Rooster Libre. Did anyone else notice how Max's hair during the car crash promo kind of looked like he had devil horns? <gasps> he probably intended that. He just yeah. very good. So we have a poll mm. uh, going in the chat. Thoughts on Dynamite? Thumbs up, 54%. Mid, 35%. Thumbs down, 11%. Oh. So it's still kind of still up yeah, there. Still, still, still high. overall enjoyable. Overall definitely. good, yeah. Well, thank you very much for everyone joining us here today. Uh, if you haven't already, press subscribe and go over and watch Tempest reacting to the Ass Boys win. Felt so bad. Yeah. Um, but for now, I've been Ollie Davis. This has been Chopper Pequenel. Check out Geology using the link below. It really helps support the podcast as well. And your smooth face. Code Wrestle 70. Jam that jam. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 